versus snake and smokes to bump all the good old days. Yeah. You don't have to explain it. It's just the way you are. That country's in your blood now, ain't it? Like a tattoo on your heart. But there's a hell yeah inside of you you let out on a Friday night. And some people might call it wrong, but around here, yeah, everything is just right. It's called raised rowdy. Say some like podcasty intro. I did it last time. Hello, friends on the internet. My name is Nicholas Tressler, and my co-host is here. And his name is. Are you going to say it, or do you want me to say it? You say it. Oh, okay. I'll say it. My name is Kurt Ozon. <laughs> and who's our guest here? We have a special, special guest, Mister Austin Snow, all What's the up? way from down the road. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I mean, now all the way five minutes down the road. Yes, it's a good location for everybody that lives in Hermitage. You Correct. Know? Yeah. yeah, love Hermitage. Um, now that we're officially podcasting, we can say that we've popped your podcast cherry. Correct. Yeah. Pop. Yeah. The rust has been knocked off. And as I told point. you, like we hopefully after. Yeah, we are. Uh, we you're in good company. First yeah. podcast ever was the Raise Rowdy podcast for Sean Stemley, mm-hmm. Ashlyn Craft, Noah Hicks. Kurt Ozon. It was your first podcast ever? I think so. Wow. Was yeah. it? I don't know. I don't know, but Those I mean. high standards. That's good know. company, yeah. you know? No pressure. That's a bar, you know? <laughs> well, uh, we're super <clears throat> stoked to have you on, man. I, I remember the first time I heard about you was through our good friend, Sarah. Dude. I've like, known about you guys forever now. It seems yeah. like four yeah. years now, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's been a long so, time. I mean, you guys were technically the first people that were interested in my music before anybody else in Nashville. Yeah, Love so, that. Yeah, that's that's one of our things. You know? Man, if I was a record label, which I'm not, but if I was, I would hire Nikki T for A and R. So whatever <laughs> record label is listening to this because they want to sign Austin, hit up Nick also. <laughs> yeah, well, I work for a record label, just not A and R. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> My job's equally as cool. It's just you know different. You're the very political answer. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> probably not as stressful either though. I don't know, man. Really? <laughs> Memes are tough work in the business. <laughs> Meme lore. They're hard to come by these days. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's all been said. It's a strange world, man. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, memes and TikToks, dude. You got TikTok figured out more than me. Dude, I don't think anybody has TikTok figured out. I know. No one does, but more than me, I said. You yeah. know, not that you have it figured out, but yeah. how many followers are you up to on there now? I think we're 180-something thousand at this point. I mean, that's which, pretty good. Which skyrocketed from like 60,000 when we put out Excuse the Mess. Yeah. So, you know. That's a that's a crazy thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's a crazy thing that you get that amount of followers and then you post a video after that and it doesn't do anything. Yeah. You would expect having more followers would translate to more views on videos, but it doesn't. Not always, It's completely yeah. like, it seems random. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's, uh, they were like <laughs> talking about how that goes and it's like, they distribute it to X amount of people that right. are your followers and then X yeah. amount of people that aren't. Yeah. And then what that translates to, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's like some kind of internet science that people know about. It's weird. And now me. everybody else trying to copy that, I feel like. Instagram, yeah. you can't even scroll through Instagram now without seeing advertisements and yeah, such. I guess the one takeaway is that since you know that something could pop off or not, it's like you... If you spend all your time chasing it, you don't even know what it is. Right. So yeah. it's like, might as well spend your time making yeah. good music. Right. Here's what I think it is. I think it's something that keeps people's attention for longer than normal. Right? Of course. So like, it's in the culture we're in right now, that's a very short amount of time. Right. So 
if it's like, I don't know, fucking five seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People it, get bored really, really yeah, fast. If it's like 10, they're like, damn, this must be great. <laughs> yeah. Double the amount which of time. I'm the, I'm the same way when I go on TikTok and I'm looking at videos. If it doesn't catch my attention in the first five seconds, I'm scrolling, you know? Yeah. So I yeah. try to look I try to look at that too when I post and try yeah. to it's scream as soon as the video comes on. And yeah. You're attention. like, stop. Yeah. And then maybe they will, but maybe yeah. they won't, you know? Yeah. You never know. But uh, yeah, man, it's been, it's been cool seeing your, your rise and, um, you know, you get into town. So when we were first started chatting with you on the internet and such, you were in the military still. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I was in California. Yeah. How, how long were you uh, in the service? Four years. Four I years. went in right out of high school um, and then uh, went to training in Texas, follow on training in uh, Charleston, and then back to Texas. And then I got stationed in Cali for about three years. Nice. So what were you doing out there? I was working on planes. Yeah. The big cargo yeah. Gray planes. Hell yeah. The Air Force has. So it was cool. Yeah. Met a lot of cool people. Um, did a lot of drinking, you know. <clears throat> yeah. So were you playing a lot of music during that time? Yeah, I was um not really playing shows at all. Right. I was just playing for friends, you know, we'd all drink and I'd play shows or not shows, but just play around a fire or whatever, whatever it may be. The jukebox um, kind of guy or yeah, kinda a little yeah. bit, yeah. Um mainly just doing a lot of writing. Trying to. I was horrible at it at the time, but that's how you get we've better. Had, yeah, we've gotten a little better since. Hopefully, did you know that you want to pursue music as a career, like while you were enlisted, or? Um, yeah, for the most part, I didn't pick up a guitar um, until I got in. So, okay, I was nineteen. What and, made uh, you pick up a guitar, dude? It's crazy that this is the reason why. But so we would have one roommate. Well, this is in tech school, so we were in training still. You had one roommate. You're sharing a room with somebody. And I've always stayed up really late. I've been a night owl. Same. Um, I was up one night watching Ed Sheeran videos of all people. He's great. He's and so I was, well, I don't know if you guys have seen him do like the loop pedal thing. Oh uh, yeah. On a live mm-hmm. stage, he does all of his. Con- I don't know if he still does or not, but he used to do all of his live concerts just him and a loop pedal. Yep. And I remember staying. I was up at like two a.m. one night watching these videos of this dude just playing whole live shows with just a loop pedal and guitar. And I was like, dude, I'm buying a guitar, man. <laughs> we um we spent my last four hundred dollars the next day on a Martin that <laughs> I have in my bank account. <clears throat> we played in London, and Ed came out and did a song with us, or with Luke, I guess. I, I was playing with Luke, or whatever. And afterwards, we we're talking about the show and how it went and how much fun we had. And Luke's like, yeah, man, because Ed's usually just just a guitar and the mm-hmm. and the looper and we're like, hey man, don't get any ideas, please. <laughs> like, how much money he could save by without playing without a band? Right. Right. You know, dude's, dude's killing it. But yeah, I was watching those videos, and I woke up the next morning. Next morning, I was like, dude, I'm buying a guitar. So I went the next day after work and spent my last four hundred dollars on a guitar. All my friends made fun of me. I was like, dude, I'm gonna learn how to play guitar. And friends that, make fun of you for buying a guitar. Well, yeah. At that point, it was nothing more than I just wanted to learn to play guitar. Um, and then I've always kind of loved music growing up, and. uh Kind of worked my way to learning covers and then kind of got bored with that a little bit. So I was like, you know, I'm going to try to write a song. And it's kind of just progressed since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. What were you listening to growing up? Dude, so I tell people this all the time. Uh, Give us your artist stump speech that you probably have said a bunch of times. <laughs> well, I have. This is my first podcast. So oh, shit. I forgot. Yeah, true. Right. So I tell people just in general conversation that um, growing up back when CDs were a thing, um, my dad had four CDs and he had a Nickelback CD, he had Creed, 
he had Three Doors Down and Alan Jackson. So I tell people I'm like kind of rock with a little bit of country in there. Your dad would so, love hanging out with us. Or me at least. And Nickelback <laughs> just put out a banger that yeah. we listened to on the ride here. San Quentin. Oh yeah, super, I listened to it too. Yeah, it sounds great. Super heavy, dude. dude it sounds I like love it. Really it sounds like vintage Nickelback, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I have recently bought some Nickelback jerseys. And, I saw that. Um, we're also having a nothing but rock night at Live Oak, which is going to be a writer's round followed by like 12 songs of full band butt rock, which is all of the things you talked about. Love that. And then butt rock karaoke, but not just like anyone. It's just going to be butt rock stuff. Love that. <laughs> I'll be out there for it's that for October sure. October night. So put that in your calendar. I will. Dude, I remember like when I moved to town and there was all these like clicks, you know, it was like um, artists coming up that were like buddies with like Sam Hunt and they were doing like the, poppy whatever thing and then it was kind of like luke was doing like the more of the throwback thing and now there's like a young crop of kids that are all like doing the nickelback thing right it's starting yeah. to come back yeah. yeah so it's like all these dudes are like you know like hardy's done some cool shit like yeah hey i like that shit i'm gonna get in that so it's like you know like the bailey zimmerman's doing it you know like your shit right. fucking rocks um who else is doing morgan some of morgan some shit. of josh ross's stuff yeah man. yeah yeah, it's gonna be the next thing, man. Dude, I think that Hardy definitely opened the door for a lot of people, um, for sure. I mean, because a lot of us grew up listening to rock music. Yeah, I did. Um, and then Same. started playing country music, and then mm-hmm. it's kind of been waiting on somebody to do it, you know. And Hardy was the guy that just didn't care and just yeah. wanted to put out what he wanted to put out. So I listened to uh, on the way over here. I listened to Aaron Tippin, and then I listened to Pantera. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. All right, and I just the energy of the rock show is just live. It's so much fun. Yes. And some of the rock that has been happening recently though, doesn't have that same vibe and that's kind of what I've been missing. So I'm hoping that we're coming through rock renaissance and I'm hoping that it's going to be that kind of rock that I really enjoy going to live shows of, you know? Yeah. I mean like, what's that hearty tune that he put out? It's just like sold out. out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that song, playing that song live is gotta just be just crushes so hard. Fucks. I'm sure. Yeah, oh, dude. And I've seen this new stuff that's teasing on TikTok right now. So good. It is so rock. Yeah, and I will run it. through a wall. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all day long. I think it's cool how he's like doing both. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's like, "Yo, I'm badass country songwriter, and I will sing Stone Cold country stuff, but I also have this side." Yeah, and yeah. Jelly's kind of the multi. Absolutely. Yeah. And Brantley was before it was cool to do. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. Brantley and Al Dean have been doing rock country for a long time. It was just a different version. The stuff you're getting now is kind of like, like we talked about, like that 2004 kind of POD, saliva, nickelbacky kind of Creed influence stuff. And then yep. you're hearing some like grunge influence stuff too. <clears throat> it's you know? funny you brought up Three Doors Down because we're uh, warming up before this and playing the song. I was, I started playing Kryptonite on Dobro. That'd be a funny kind of cover to throw in. Yeah. 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 That would be great. I yeah, love dude. Three Doors Down. That might be my favorite of those bands, honestly. It's so nostalgic for me, just uh, growing. Like, because I just, every time I hear Three Doors Down, like, they're in all my playlists and stuff on Spotify. And like, yeah. every time I hear Three Doors Down, it just reminds me of being like super young and just having CDs in the truck and just, I don't know. Rocking the fuck out. Rocking out. Yeah, yeah no doubt. So you grew up in Georgia. Tell us a little bit about that. Right, man. So I grew up um, in Dublin, Georgia. Technically Dudley, Georgia. It's like uh, 
we did the article a while back and yeah. I had to look it up, but yeah. it's like 600 people, yeah, which is not many people at all for a small town. Right. Um, but yeah, grew up majority of my life in Georgia and uh, went to high school. That's um, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> until until yeah. sophomore year and then we moved to Kentucky. Yeah. And so then I graduated high school in Kentucky and then uh, went off to the Air Force. Hell yeah, California, man. so. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I know we had talked, you know, we'd talked, but, uh, you know, you, when you got out of the service, uh, you know, tell us about like your plans and then yeah, how all dude. that stuff went down. Yeah. So I got out. By the time I was getting out, I knew I was coming to Nashville um, at some point. I didn't have any specific plans on when. Yeah. Um, but I knew I wanted to go back home. My parents had moved back to Georgia while I was in Cali. Mm-hmm. So that's where I moved back home to was Georgia. And uh, I was just going to take a year off, you know, after being in Cali for so long away from family, I was going to go back home and kind of just hang out with them for however long it ended up turning into a year. Um, and then uh, started working on getting, you know, situated out here. Yeah. And I feel like Nashville is one of those towns where like it's never a right time to move like to Nashville. Yeah. It's never right or wrong. Yeah. It's just like the stars are never going to perfectly align. Right. You know, and I was waiting on that, I felt like. And so yeah. I kind of, you know, made excuses for the longest time until I kind of just decided I needed to come out here, whether it was going to work out or not, you know? Yeah. So. Well, you're never going to know if it works out or not until you're here. Right. You know? Right. And I remember like J.D. Groover telling me that. He's like, dude, you need to move to town. You need to move to town. You need to move to town. And he was 100% right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, at least, you know. I know but, people um, are like, man, it's so cool. You like got your house like so long ago. I'm like. When I was buying it, I thought, damn, I wish I got mine so long ago. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like the same thing. You just kind of get yeah. here and, you know, get your boots on the ground. Yeah. And it's a whole new world out here, dude. Like, yeah. it's so much easier to stay motivated when you're in a town full of people that are so talented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do it every day. You know, yeah. back home in Georgia, it's like, I mean, I don't feel like riding today. I'm not going to ride today. I'm not going to play today. Because nobody else around you is doing that. So when you surround yourself with people that are, you know, so driven, yeah. it's so much easier to stay motivated. So. I've definitely found that out since I've been here. Yeah, and you got a—I mean, you moved to town, and you got bills to pay, also. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, how how many months have you been here now? I moved here in May. May May sixth. Yeah. So so not not, not too, too long, long, man. Yeah. It's still fresh, and that is you're fresh off the boat, yeah. man. <laughs> I feel fresh. August well, was ten years for me. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it's it's uh, one of those things where it's like as soon as. Uh, like Sarah told me you were moving to town and I was like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, so cool. uh, we'd talked about getting a beer, which never happened, but yeah. I was like, yo, we're doing this CMA Fest event. Are you down to play? That was like month no question. one. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Already gigging. Yeah. Well, you were was- you had done one round before that mm-hmm. and like you kind of already came to town, like kind of found some crew. Right. You know? Yeah. Luckily, I had already known a, a couple of people moving here. Yeah. Um, I tell people this all the time, too. Like, I don't know how people move here and not know anybody. Like, you just go soul. red door. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy someone a shot. But maybe. yeah, like moving here and not knowing a soul must be like yeah. so scary. Like, yeah. luckily, I had known a couple of people and made some connections. But yeah. I mean, and Kenny back there, you know, I met him. He was the second guy I wrote with here. And so quickly fell into a crew for sure. Yeah. But, um, Is he playing guitar in your band or? No, well, I mean, I don't technically have a band yet. You right. know, we're still kind of pulling those strings together. Yeah. But but um, he's a guy that you write with. Yeah, we write with him uh, a lot. Uh, him and Christian Yancey. We wrote, I wrote Christian Yancey and Presley Aaron. We wrote Excuse Mess together. So Cool. Yeah. So And then Christian was the first guy I ever wrote with here. So 
It's kind of cool. seems a little full circle. Not quite full circle yet, but yeah. getting there. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of circles. So you got yeah. the first one rounded out. All right. <laughs> yeah. What's a, uh, How was the co-writing experience for you? Was that your first time co-writing? Dude, or? yeah. it was. I was scared to do it, to be honest, because um, I'd never done it before. And uh, just kind of being able to have my own ideas and do what I want with my own ideas was comfortable for me because that's all I've ever done. So moving here, knowing I was going to co-write, knowing that that's a huge part of Nashville is co-writing was kind of scary. But like now I wouldn't do it without it, to be honest with you, because I mean, when I try to sit down and write a song by myself, it takes so much longer because I'll just nitpick it, you know, and then having co-writers around you, you know, kind of telling you to not nitpick it so much just kind of helped a lot. So I like it, man. It's cool. Good learning experience too. For sure. For sure. There's a lot of good songwriters in town, believe it or not. Yes, there's so many. I mean, it's, and that's part of the thing too that builds Nashville community is that you're re- usually writing with two folks. You right. Know? So it's like your success is the success of those co writers. Right. You know? Of course. And then if your crew, if someone in your crew is popping off, then it puts eyes on the rest of that crew. Right. So it's like everything is built to an extent here to be like the, Tide rises all the ships. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Everybody tries to help everybody. At least that's how I look at it. You yeah. Know, I'll help who I can and I would hope that they do the same. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's everybody's doing their own thing, but just because you're doing your thing doesn't mean that the people around you can't succeed too. Right. You know? Right. So, Absolutely, man. That's the best. Yeah. And that's like, like if you look at like Trey Lewis with like, you know, all that Dick Down in Dallas stuff and all the attention around that, mm-hmm. look at the crew that he had around him. Right. His producer now has a publishing deal for Sony. Mm-hmm. His two two of his roommates now have publishing deals for Sony. Well, right. Three of his roommates at that time. Right. You know what I mean? So it's yep. like, and it wasn't because they weren't talented that they didn't have them. Right. It's just no one was paying attention. They didn't have the eyes on them. Right. And then when people start paying attention, they're like, oh crap. You know, <laughs> like yeah. this stuff's really good. Yeah. And like, oh, oh, they're all talented. You know, yeah. that's why these people found each yeah, other. Yeah, it's one big ship, man. Yep. That's for how sure. it works, man. So it's, it's a collection of, uh, a, people that are all pushing in the same direction, man. That's, yep. that's why it works. Yep. Yeah. I always love like seeing stories like that. Like Cole Swindell's got the number one song in the country and um, he was like Luke Bryan's merch guy. And so Luke gave him the opportunity to to write together and mm-hmm. to help him out. And Luke's guitar tech is a writer on Luke's current single, which is top five right now. So and cool. It's like, yep. that's awesome, man. Yep. Yeah, man. It's uh, It takes a whole tribe. And that's one of the things like working at a record label that I like see is how many people it's kind of the same thing. It's like there's 30 or 40 people for a single coming out and they're all pointing in the same direction. And that's why it works because one person's the person that's talking to the people that makes the choices on playlists. And one person is figuring out like they know what time of the day you're supposed to release your social media content and yep. like what does well and what doesn't, you know? Yep. And it's like, of course, yeah, it's like the person that knows what merch you should make so that it sells while you're on the road. You right. know, it's like, it's just a collection of people. It's, <clears throat> it's totally different than songwriting community, but at the same time, it's kind of the same thing. It's just like another kind of community of people mm-hmm. pointing in the same direction. Right. You know, and you can build that yourself or, like if you get a label, it's built for you, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like, or starts to be built for you. Yeah. It definitely helps having a team for sure. Yeah, man, for it's sure, super cool. And it's been super difficult trying to navigate all of this happening for this song. Oh, for dude. sure. I mean, 
again, not many people, their debut single has as much buzz as this has right. in town, yeah. you know? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's, it's uh, been exciting, but it's been so scary too. Yeah, so dude. So nerve-wracking. I'm like, I, I've, it's so funny. Of Like, we, I text you and, like, my buddy wanted to meet up with you that, you know, is for yeah. CAA and stuff. And it's like, I know your phone is just crazy right now, yeah. right? And I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's super overwhelming. Yeah. So, like, I, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's just like, I just kind of think again like you're five months away from having been in georgia and you know what i mean right so it's like oh fuck like this yeah. all this stuff uh, how do you know what what uh, it, yeah. it's just nonsense all the time so i have a question i've never released a single on my own yeah right and so now that you've gone through it talk us through the steps from just writing it and then getting it out yeah man so well and this time you know it's all for me, at least, is TikTok. So we write the song. I remember going in the room with Christian and Presley on this one, and me and Christian were actually carpooling to Presley's house. So we were hanging out at his house before we went to the right. And uh, I remember going in, and I was like, hey, dude, let's write something like super. Because I had never really written rock. I would always listened to rock and loved rock. Um, but up until we wrote this song, I had been nothing but country. Um, and so I went in, and I was like, dude, let's try to write something like super different today, like something just out of left field. And uh, if it sucks, it sucks. Nobody has to hear it. Well, but we went in and uh, wrote it. And as soon as we left the room, dude, I knew I was like, dude, somebody's got to cut this song and put it out. And uh, went home same day and put it on TikTok. And that kind of started. What, is, what some, does that look like? Were you just playing it acoustically? Yeah, it was just me sitting in my room. I was sitting in front of my bed, literally just playing the song. And uh, posted that. And uh, that got a lot of traction in the first, you know, day or so. And um, really started picking up a couple of days after that. And we actually had several bigger artists reach out and want to cut it. And uh, someone actually had it on hold. Are we allowed to know who? Or I don't want to drop, you know, yeah. names or yeah. anything. Okay. But um, we had a huge artist that wanted to cut it. And he had it on hold for about, I want to say, two weeks, two, three weeks. And in that time, it had just gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. And it's sitting at like 1.2 million right now. On what? Like stream? on TikTok. Okay. Yeah. Like the like that original, that original video. video. Damn. And so um That's so sick. Congrats, yeah, man. Appreciate it. And so at that point I was like, this song like seemed like it it had grown on me and I wanted to cut it, but out of the pure shock of this guy hit me up and wanting to put this song out, I was like, Of course you can have it. It was a guy. It wasn't Kelsey Bowerini. <laughs> yeah, no, it, wasn't. it wasn't. Okay. Um It'd but be sick, um, though she did. So the more, I, yeah, the more I sat on the song, the more I was like, dude, this is like so different, and it sounds like exactly like something that I'd be listening to like at twelve years old, and it just kept growing on me. And so I had to call him, and I was like, hey, dude, we're gonna we're gonna cut it instead. And um, super glad we did because after that we went and recorded it. Got and big, uh, got some big brass balls on you to do that. It, I feel was, like. it was scary. I'm was still it? Were scared. you afraid? And I may regret it. You know, we may put it out and it flop and be like, "Well, damn, I wish I would have let him." You gotta go it, with but, your heart, man. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah. So we did that, recorded it, and like the people on TikTok, they don't see the whole behind the scenes, right? I don't right. know if you've seen the comments on TikTok oh, or anything, yeah. but like they're all like going crazy over it's been too long you're you're taking too long it's over now like the hype's over and stuff like that i'm like dude we're going as fast as we can go <laughs> like i mean because like from the it. point of me posting the video we had no ambitions of recording it right. i was just i always post my stuff that i write had you had you recorded anything at all like professionally just demos 
So you didn't even more. like, did you know like who you wanted to produce it or yeah, like where yeah. you I had from? I had my producer that did my demos, uh, Jake Partial. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so at the point of me posting the TikTok, we had no ambitions of putting it out. So at that point, it blows up. And then we have to start planning on how we're going to record the song and what we're going to do. And so there's a whole process that people don't see behind yeah. the scenes. And all they see is the video and that the song's not out yet and it should be. Yeah. And so that, at that point, we had to go record it and then put it out on uh, DistroKid, which it has to sit on DistroKid for four weeks before yeah. it can even be put out. Yep. And so it's just a whole thing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so. brutal. That's like Christmas Eve for four weeks straight. Right. Well, right. if you try to rush that, then you will get zero playlisting. You know, right? Because like that doesn't give them enough time to like look at it or whatever, and like see if they even want to do editorial playlists for it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I'm glad that you guys know. I don't know a lot, but I know like I always tell people, I'm like, I know about twenty five percent. You know, I can get yeah. you a quarter of the way Same. there. <laughs> yeah. Same. Um. So you <clears throat> went through DistroKid and. uh um, so put it out or you're putting it out that way. By the time this comes out, the song will be out. Yeah. Um, do you know how many pre-saves you have? Cause I know you've been pumping the, like the Apple music and yeah, we're sitting at, um, 13 K. Yeah. <laughs> so cool, man. That's awesome. <laughs> so do you have a, been, like a, <clears throat> a pre-buy too or no? Just the pre-save. It's just the pre-save link. Okay. And so, so like you can't actually have a pre-save link from Spotify until it gets approved by Spotify. Yeah. So we had to start a link fire link as yeah. the pre-save and have that as a pre-save. So we're putting that on the back end now Yeah. to catch it on the back. But yeah, dude, it's just been a super rushed process, super unthought out, really. Looking back on it, I should have yeah. planned better. But at this point, like in my career, I don't know what's going to do well for me until I put it out and let people hear it. And yeah. then they react to it. And then at that point, you know, we're not huge. I can't put out a song and it automatically do good numbers right so, so let me ask you a question now knowing what you've learned next time you write another song that you that really sparks that fire in you that you think is going to be big right is there going to be a little bit of trepidation to put it out on acoustic unless you have like a tracking date lined up beforehand like would you do that again or would you like um, get your ducks in the road before you put any yeah. of it out at yeah. all so we're working on now recording stuff that we're putting out later and so now I have the stuff already ready to go and then I can post it on TikTok or whatever. And if that does well, it's ready to go. So I can put it out a week after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and so there's less wait time Smart. for people to get tired of it because the sound got used a lot on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So you got to think you're scrolling through TikTok hearing the same thing. You hear it by, you know, Bailey Zimmerman and all these other artists. You hear mm -hmm. the same song for, you know, two months. And like by the time it comes out, it's like you're burned out on yeah. it. Yeah. And so well, those are the comments we were getting. But that's when it gets shazammed. Like if you look at like the Shazam lists of like people, that's when it you'll see it like pop up on those lists instead of like yeah. on TikTok. You know what I mean? So right. it's like the next step of that is like their Shazam lists. Right. Well, and all the young kids might be tired of it, but all us old people are like, <laughs> Who's this guy? you know? <laughs> so But well, yeah, so it's it's one of those things though. It's like TikTok is such a great thing. Again, it's like A and R for yourself, right? right. Like you, just, you can play 10 songs on there. We were chatting with Corey Kent and we did a podcast with him. And it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I can put out 10 songs and see which one did the best. Right. And then that'll help me figure out if I want to cut it right. or if I want to put that out next or, yeah. you know, if something bumps the line. You yeah. Know? It's never been easier for unknown artists to, 
you know, blow up on social media. Yeah. You know, and I love that. I mean, it's cool. You know, obviously having CDs back in the day was cool too, but yeah. I mean, it's never been more accessible than it is now. Mm-hmm. Like you can go from writing songs in your bedroom, not knowing anything about, you know, putting music out to all of a sudden having something blow up and be in front of everybody's face Yeah, within a week, you yep. know? And so I think it's crazy that that can work. I mean, it's worked for me so far because yeah. I started out on TikTok with zero followers like everybody else. And right. it's kind of just built. And then you never know what, what video is going to pop off on there. So, yep. Yeah, it's an interesting thing for sure. But it's, I, I agree. Like people complain about TikTok a lot. And I'm like, if you're complaining about it, it's just like you're not figured out a way to use it yet. Yeah. You don't have to use it the way everybody else does even either. Right. You know, that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that that's how it's going to work for everybody. Yeah. I still complain about it. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> it doesn't like. Literally like, every artist that we have on the podcast. Complains about yeah, it. Yeah. Lanny Wilson's like, I spend 80 hours a week TikToking or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, or like, yeah. <laughs> well, see, for a while though, when I was putting my songs out on TikTok, the ones that I write, I got in the headspace of, okay, if I put this out and it doesn't get any likes. It's, it's not a bad a good song. song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Which so for not- a while, yeah, it's a depressing way to live. Like when you put something out that you're really proud of and then nobody likes it, mm-hmm. you automatically think, well, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. And so yeah. it's yeah, just it's so random. Like all social media was that way. You know, I've had photographer buddies, they post photos that they're proud of. You know, interesting work of like, hey, I'm a photojournalist and I covered this tornado or I shot this portrait or whatever. It gets like 40 likes instead of a thousand. And it's like, that must be a bad photo, but it's not. It's just right. Instagram is trying to push videos now. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's just, you have to be in the headspace of like, why am I doing this? Obviously for your career, but also it's fun to post stuff, right? You get dopamines from the likes also, but like, it's fun to share your work too. Right. And and no one knows your music better than you do. Right. And so, you know what you want to put out and it's just important to always have that integrity as an artist as like, right. giving people what they want but they don't know what they want yeah you know right exactly yeah i think that's an interesting part of it too is like you have you have songs that you're putting into the ether that you think are pretty good right and then someone else this is someone else telling you that they're pretty good but then you get to a point where you're like hey this is me and this is my story and that's what i want to put out right make sure you keep that because whether tiktok tells you it's good or not it's if you think it's your story, that's a big part about yeah, growing man. as an artist. And that's like the whole rock thing that we went with with this one. I'm sure you've yeah. seen everything happening on my stuff. Like yeah. all, everybody's saying, oh, we got to put out an acoustic version. We don't like the rock version. You ruin the song. And I'm like, dude, I wrote a rock song. I want to put out a rock song. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. We're doing that. You know? Yep. Get fucked. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> buy, the, buy the song, though, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll get to hear an acoustic version uh, here with when you play it with Kurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That's cool. Just make them listen to it there. Yeah, or you can throw that on TikTok. I guess I was yeah. gonna say you can put that on TikTok or tell them to come listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Everybody a, wins. Yeah, there you go. It's an interesting thing, but then we're gonna need the samba version and the jazz version. <laughs> I don't know about all that, Kurt. Let's not get too crazy. That's true. Um, what do like when you wrote it? You said you knew it was special, but like, did the production that you had in your head kind of is that what? I think it translated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, we wrote it with Co Wetzel in mind. Yeah. Um, when we first started the whole, like, I mean, when Chris, Christian had the little guitar lick going mm. and I had the title, we started writing. I was like, dude, this already sounds like a Co Wetzel song. Mm. So when I posted it originally, I was like, hey, let's try to get Co Wetzel to see this and cut this song. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so I knew it was a rock song when we wrote it. Right. Um, 
but yeah, dude, I would say it turned out super cool. Yeah. Um, Jake Parshall killed the freaking the production side of it. Where is he from? Uh, like, where does he produce that? Uh, it's in West Nash. West Nash. Yeah, he's got a house out there. Nice. Um, and then we got uh, so he did all the production. He played all the guitar on it. And then we got Grady Saxman to do drums. Yeah. And so, the G. Yeah. Great guy. Classic. Yeah. Yep. He's a, uh, he's, I've actually had him on the podcast like in 2018. Really? Grady. Yeah. And then dude, we he's got, uh, it. We then we got Jesse from Lakeview to do the, the harmonies. Our boy Jesse. And dude, he shredded the harmonies on that. So, well, well yeah. Like we chatted, chatted a little bit before. Like I'm from the same hometown as Jesse, and Jesse was like, he can scream. Boy was in metal, you know. <laughs> like yeah. that's the scene that him and Luke both came from. They were right. not in the same band back then, but that's like that's where they came from. And I always tell mm-hmm. Jesse, I'm like, dude, you need to just scream in the middle of your songs. <laughs> so it's dope. Like now that you I told was telling me, you earlier attention. that he was screaming in this one. Yeah. So, so there's a part where it goes up into the the solo, and there's somebody screaming. I'm like, dude, that's not me, bro. Yeah. I can't do that. I tried to do it. Yeah, Jesse can, man. Dude. He's a great. Yeah. He just went in there twice. I think he did two takes, and like the second one was it. Yeah. So dude, he their song "Loser" is fucking awesome. Dude. I love it. It's love funny it. because they're from Pittsburgh, but I know them through Mike Stahl. Like my buddy mm-hmm. that does all my tattoo work, who's back in Ohio now, but he's like, Have you heard of these Lakeview guys? And I'm like, No. And then I remember the first time I saw them, I'm like, These guys were in a rock band because they're playing on stage like a rock band, yeah. not like a country band, you mm-hmm. know? Like Jesse's like facing back towards the band. And I'm like, That's not what you're supposed to do in country, but it's right. cool that he does it. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause it's so different. Mm-hmm. So many guys in country are, man. Like yeah. Dan was like in like some rock from Dan and Shay. Yeah, Dan and Shay. Yeah, Dan Spires. I mean, uh, Devin. Uh, Dawson. Yeah. Who else, man? It's got to be a, just a bunch of folks. Mitchell Tenpennies, he had the number one song last week. Yeah. He was a rocker. And like, I was talking, I'm like, yeah, man, like, I did this like session recently and like, it was with the singer drummer from Under Oath. He goes, dude, I was such an Under Oath fan now. And my, me and Aaron are like super tight because they were in that scene together. And, and Cassidy Pope was like one of the first, she was like coming from that Hey Monday or whatever. Yep. Crazy. So yeah. sick. I didn't know Dan sang in the rock band. Oh yeah, him and um, crazy. he's from Pittsburgh area too. Oh yeah, all those guys. That whole band is from. All those guys are from like the, the scene. Like the remember like being a scene kid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, it's Let's so see. interesting. Like so many guitarists too. Like a lot of the best guitarists. Like for example, Kurt, or <laughs> originally rock guys. You know, so it's like that translates. You know, like if yeah. you can play kick ass rock guitar, then you can play kick ass country guitar. You know, well. It, a lot of times. So, so, yeah. At least some radio stuff, it's like, you know, you're not playing Brent Mason stuff. But yeah, like, yeah. look at Morgan Wade's band, like her drummer, Ethan, uh, who's also her guitar player, depending on the week, um, <laughs> like was in Reliant K. Yeah. Like he was the drummer for Reliant K doing Warp Tour back in the day. Yeah. And so yeah. like he was loading his drums when we were playing in Maine and people were like, what'd you, did you buy these off Reliant K's drummer? He's like, no, like I played drums in like Reliant K. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, and now you're like on touring country. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. Like Terry Lee. I mean, Terry Lee's a rock <clears throat> guitarist for sure. For John Party, his yeah. guitarist. Yeah, man. TLP, one of the baddest motherfuckers in the land. True. Um, yeah, just there's so many, like, it, they're so close now. Right. You know, like, even like country, like on the radio, it's like not, it's not just like a telecaster anymore. It's like right. dudes are playing Les Pauls and mm-hmm. Marshalls and shit on yep. stage. I love it. It's all fusion, man. And uh, it's, it's dope to see how that goes. And I always say this. It's like, no one really complains about country when it's too rock. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. Which is kind of cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's so, just an interesting thing. So yeah. let's say this, 
Lord willing, the song does well, right? Right. Um, which I, I'm hoping and thinking it will. But the next single, are you going to keep it in the same vein? Are you going to keep it more country, more rock, or is it just depending on what you write? Or we're staying pretty rock, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know I write country music too. I love writing country music, mm-hmm. um, and even this song that we're putting out, I mean, it has some country aspects to it. I think lyrically and vocally wise. Um, definitely staying on the rock side of things for sure. Um, but definitely want to write some country lyrics in there as well. Just cause I love, I love doing that, you know? So we'll see, we'll see where it goes, but we have some stuff lined up for it already. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I well, I can't that. wait to hear it, man. Yeah. We're excited for it. Did I, I don't, I think I sent you one of them. I don't Maybe. know. I don't think you have. We'll have to change that. Also, you're going to tell us who the artist was after the podcast. You guys aren't going to know, but we're going to know. Sorry about that, guys. That's what having your own podcast does. <laughs> <laughs> or else we don't let you out of the podcast room. Yeah, right. the, the podcasting mansion. Yeah, right. The luxurious estate that we're yeah. in right now, a.k.a. the extra bedroom in our house. <laughs> I do. I, w- I told you I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, yeah. We're sitting in lawn chairs. First podcast sitting in luxury luxury lawn chairs. Like That one's really nice. You know? Dude, I gotta get me one of these. Are these yeah. raised rowdy lawn chairs? I uh, wish, man. Hey, uh, will you do me a favor? When you do Bobby Bones podcast, will you t- will you tell him that we have better chairs than him? Yeah. Yes, be like yes. you need to get some podcast chairs like the Rage Rowdy Boys, have. and they also have Charlie, which is cute. yeah, we have Charlie. Charlie's better than dude. Um, that would be a good business idea for y'all, bro. Y'all need to get some Rage Rowdy lawn chairs. That's actually pretty brilliant. What about like Eagle Print? You know, instead of red, white, and blue, I'm like pretty partial to red, white, and blue though. Well, how about like every other one? One's red, white, and blue. One just has a, like if it has a cup holder, screaming eagles. Yeah, that's true. If these, them, them if these options. had cup holders, oh. yeah, dude. All right, that's a business idea. All right, we're gonna have to fashion put that some in the slideshow. Yeah, that's an idea. Fashion sure. some cup holders of these yeah. things. Maybe Kong Kong too. <laughs> All right, this is a tangent, but let's go on to it. What if <laughs> like at, at the round, if every, like we pull out all the chairs and tables? And we just sell these chairs, <laughs> and everyone's you sitting in long it. chairs, like at like live, <laughs> live oak. Yeah, that, I mean, would that be sounds blessed. Fucking hilarious. You probably sell some merch, dude. Can't sit down unless you buy a lawn chair. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> I don't know about that, but you know, we, we'll sell like, them real cheap. You know, yeah. yeah. If you if you're in a lawn chair, then you get a free bush light. $3. Bush light, yeah, great value for three dollars. Love yeah. that. <laughs> you get a free beer for three dollars. <laughs> And they'll just look at us and we'll be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dude, that's business, man. That is, uh, that's, that's the that's business. Shark Tank shit. Pleasure right there. Pleasure business. Mm-hmm. Our business is pleasure. Well, man, it's been great having you on the pod yeah, and uh, of sharing a little bit of your story. Yeah, and tell Bobby Bones whenever he hollers at you that we did it first, you know? Yeah, dude. I'll let him know. <laughs> hey, you never forget your first. Yeah. <laughs> well, and cool it didn't man. even happen in the back of a truck or nothing. Right. So, we haven't talked about this yet. When does the song come out? What's out by the time this Friday. podcast comes this out? This Friday. So okay. it's this Friday. Yep. Yeah. September 16th. So it's already, you're already super famous now by the time nah. this comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. Super more famous, I guess. Yeah. All right. Cool. You're famous in the Razor Rowdy world. Cool. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> it's enough for me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, uh, do you want to like plug any social stuff or what? Yeah, man. You can find me on Instagram at austin.snell.music. And then TikTok you. is uh, Austin Snell Music. And that's all you need to know. And uh, go pay to download his song because, like, playing it for free is cool, but playing it when you paid for it, it's even yeah. cooler. And we got tips on TikTok now, so yeah, tip the man. What is that like? That twitching, like, uh, like Twitch, like you can like when you're live, you can get tips, kind of. You thing? can get tips on live, but you can also go to somebody's profile and like click tips. Damn, and then send somebody a tip. What so, a blessing! 
Okay. TikTok. Oh, I need to get world. on TikTok now. No. All right. Before we end, we need your one of your craziest military stories that you won't get put in jail for. Oh, God, dude. Well, give us a drunken one. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. So we went, great. so we were in, so we were around San Francisco. Um, that's where we were stationed at. And uh, we went to, so we weren't 21 yet. So we went to an 18 and up club. Classic. And uh, went out there. And so the club's out there, pretty standard. They close at like two. And we went out and we actually had a meetup. It was a huge club. Like it was like shoulder to shoulder. Couldn't walk like without bumping into somebody. Went out there with a plan of getting back before two. Now plans work, you know? Yep, yep. Um, so we had a meetup point outside of the club. We were like, hey, if we lose each other in this club, we're going to meet up out here. Like a rendezvous? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, 200 hours? Yeah, and so <laughs> 130, rolls around. Me and my other friend are looking for the last guy. There's three of us out there. And uh, couldn't find the guy. So we left the club, went to the rendezvous. And nice. waited for a minute. Dude never came out. 2.30 rolls around. Still can't find this guy. And uh, we walk up to one of the bouncers. And we're like, hey, man, we lost our friend. We don't know where he's at. And uh, he's like, was he a military guy? Oh, God. Oh, boy. And I was like, yeah. He's like, was he about this this tall? I was like, yeah. Dark hair? Yeah. He's like, yeah, he got hauled off in an ambulance about two hours ago. Oh, no, no way. <laughs> we were like, dude, there's no way that this is happening right now. So we're like, what hospital did he go to? And we were like, he was like, I don't know. He just hauled him off. And um, there, there's like 20 hospitals in San Francisco. Yeah. And so we called every one of them. And we're like an hour away from home. And uh, called everyone. Couldn't find the guy. Had to drive back to base that night and spend the night. And woke back up with a text from his mom that he was at the, the veterans hospital in San Francisco. So we had to drive all the way back up to San Francisco to pick him up from the hospital at the at the veterans hospital. So brutal. That was pretty crazy. Do you drink too much or what? Yeah. Oof. No, he yeah. didn't drink. He wasn't 21. Oh, he had, right. He had too much uh, apple juice. <laughs> he had something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had something. But yeah, man. Oh, yeah. And uh, also, I know you were big into motors, bikes, right? Like motocross stuff. Was that? Dude, I tried to be, man. Yeah. I wasn't good at it. Yeah. But you loved it. I thought I was. Yeah. But it was fun, man. Yeah. I rode a little bit. There's a lot of cool tracks in Cali. Yeah. So, did you do that yeah. mostly when you were out in Cali? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. My brother yeah. raced for a little while when we were younger. Cool. Um, I raced go karts. Nice. When I was little, but he raced go- uh, motorcycles. Yeah. So we bought some and tried to ride and wasn't a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. is, Got but hurt. it's still fun. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I had to sell mine. So, but well, yeah, man. It's been great getting to, to chat, man. I know we've like talked to, in town and when you play the round, but it's huh. been good to like really get to sit course, down man. with you, man. I'm looking forward to this one for now sure. Now that you live in Hermitage and you are 21, we'll have to drink some beers out here. For sure. We'll go to the Rusty Nail. It's awful, but great. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> only good things happen at the Rusty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the most haggard bar ever, but also the wings are good. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> well, guys, if you uh, enjoy Austin's story, wait till you hear the music. And if you enjoy his music, thank you for listening to the story. I'm Nikki T. I'm Kurt Ozon, and that's Austin Snell. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see, see you in the, the front, front row. row. All the good old days. Yeah. Explain.